We want to talk about a topic that was inspired by our last podcast. In our last podcast, we talked about mind mapping to visualize and remember better uh, things that are important for us. So today we want to talk about learning how to learn. I was very passionate about that in uh, elementary school, high school. I didn't focus so much on uh, the topics in the subjects as much as I uh, focused on learning how to learn. So this is a really important subject for me. So I want to know first, Chris, what learning means for you. So um, one thing here, and it's good you mention it a bit, but we are talking about the meta skill. Mm-hmm. So whatever field you are in, whatever project, whatever endeavor, there are a few meta skills that I think are super important. And if I really reduce, I can reduce almost to three of them. Okay. It's learn how to learn. Yeah. Then you can learn anything. So Easy. Learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So you are able important. to... Uh, get people to come to your cause and to help you or to be involved and uh, or to sell or whatever. To explain the message. Mm-hmm. And uh, learn how to manage your time, which is also something that we did cover yeah. and different techniques and we will keep talking about those techniques. So in Learn How to Learn, indeed in the previous podcast, we talked about one technique, which is the mind mapping, but here we really want to talk about the meta skill of learning. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I look at that level and I forget any kind of topic, I'm more thinking of learning for me is almost what makes us human. Yeah. In the sense that it's a superpower that allows you to adapt to a changing environment. And it's a way to not only work harder, but work smarter. Yeah. So, for example, even our ancestors where they they were confronted to very harsh conditions, they will simply move. Mm -hmm. And when they were doing that, uh, they had to very quickly learn a new environment, forget about the previous belief or things, and they have to adapt. They will have to uh, find food in a different way. Uh, They will have to survive from water. So learning, I think, for me, is really the key thing where... Even today, we don't know what will be uh, the work environment in the next 10 years. Yeah. We won't know what people will do. Uh, a, a lot of people, they talk about AI, robots, things like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe some job indeed will disappear. I'm sure that new will appear. Yeah. So that's why for me it's so important is that you are able all the, the way during your life to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Could be simple. You learn to play music. You learn another language. Uh, you learn cooking. Come visit us. You learn uh, uh, swimming. You learn a different sport. You learn kitesurfing. So there are things that are for you. There are things that are more professionally oriented. But this is a very important thing. And one of the mistakes for me of the education system is to make people believe you go to school when you are young, you learn, then you you are done, you work, and that's it. (laughs) And I think a lot of dementia and uh, problems uh, older 
will uh, and loss of memory will not come if people will constantly keep learning. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that it's a behavior what, that we should keep constantly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it could be small games. It doesn't need to be complicated. Yeah. So I'm not talking about complex things, but the idea is that our brain likes to make new connection, likes to learn new things. There has that, that curiosity, which new is challenge. super important for me. And so learning and the learning that we talk uh, today about is not specific to learn something for your work. Yeah. It's really more an overall curiosity on life. And when things are changing, you are able to adapt to this and you mentioned uh, schools we know that in a lot of schools kids are let's say forced in a way to learn everything about everything so really spread out how important do you think it is to be to learn about something you are really passionate about and you really enjoy uh, how much better do you learn when you learn something you're passionate about and when you are completely not interested I don't know for sure but in my experience I think there are fundamental uh, foundations, like simple calcul, mm -hmm. uh, simple uh, reading, mm -hmm. uh, very simple skill, like the basic foundation that indeed you should learn at school. Yeah, and after course. it could fully be project-based learning, where by being involved in project, you will learn new things. And I think the meta skill should be teach way more than specific topic where I think today, when you have people leaving school that don't know how to write a letter or to communicate clearly about a project that they care about, yeah. it's crazy, especially with the same person knows a specific things about history that he will never use later in his exactly. life. Yeah. So I think learning indeed is more than the, the I don't know, the mathematic theorem that you learn uh, in uh, high school, then to be able to have ways that in your professional life and in your life as an adult and member of the society, you are able to adapt, you are able to connect, you are able to communicate, and you are able to do things. So that's why for me, meta learning is way more important than to be, uh, you know, super knowledgeable about uh, something in history or geographic or things like this. Yeah. Yesterday, I watched an uh, interesting uh, talk uh, with Jason Silva, and he was talking about novelty. Uh, how important do you think novelty is uh, in your life, especially to learn something new? So to put yourself in different new situations where you really have to focus and uh, learn some things. And where would you use this in life? So <clears throat> indeed, learning is not always happening in a classroom is not always uh, happening when you take a book and you try to memorize something. Uh, again, if we go back to our ancestors, exploration was our main way to learn. And by exploration, we would discover new things or meet new people. They have different cultures, different habits, different things, and we will learn from them. So if we look in cooking uh, today, we think about the Italian cuisine uh, with tomato sauce, but yeah. the tomato, they come from a uh, completely uh, other part of the, yeah. uh, of the world. It's mostly Portugal, Spain. And even, and, and even uh, South, uh, South America. Mm -hmm. So the tomato were grown in South America. The Portuguese explorator found yeah. it, and then it, it came to Italy. 
So now the whole culture of Italy is about tomato and it's a produce that were not existing over there and not cultivated over there. Mm -hmm. Same thing where if we look at Thai cuisine, we talk about the chili. Well, the chili, they didn't grow here yeah. and they were imported. So in human history, indeed the main and the first way to learn was exploration and uh, experiences. So, and indeed, if the experiences are new, you have a more uh, attuned sense of observation mm. and you will be curious and it triggers something, it's out of your ordinary, so you will have more attention to it and more likely you will be inspired or want to do something, be intrigued or do something. So curiosity and exploration are key factors for learning. Uh, I would say also that sometimes it's good to have a struggle and I think struggle builds skills. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is that sometimes to learn, we need really our brain to realize that we need to figure out something, solve something. So if I have hard time, but I keep showing up uh, in a practice, in any kind of practice, there are really chances that finally I will figure out. Yeah and uh, my brain will figure out a solution and without noticing it, I will get better at it and then I will learn. Setbacks, we had uh, <clears throat> one uh, when we were talking with, uh, with John Fisher on the podcast about resilience, mm -hmm. we talked how important setback can be learning experience mm -hmm. and it's not only entrepreneurship, this is really a, a simple uh, rule in life where when I fail, I get a very drastic and immediate feedback that there is something that I need to change. Yeah. So we are very good at, so if I want to learn how to ride a bike, actually the first time I fall down is very good because then I will figure out, okay, I need, there is something I do wrong, I need to fix that. So I think it's a very simple signal, failure, early failure, that there is something wrong and that you need to edit to something else. Yeah. Uh, another way, which for me is very important, it's conversation. And we had a podcast about the Stoic, we are inspired by this, and at that time, in our history, conversation was the center yes. of knowledge sharing and the debate and the conversation, so not judging, but just open conversation, was a way, actually, by formalizing or verbalizing your ideas, you would get clarity but then you are confronted to the reaction of the others, their question and thing. And so they would develop theory, philosophy on conversation. Yeah. So for me, conversation is one very important part of learning. And this is why we do the podcast. And this is uh, exactly this. When we do have a conversation about these topics, at the same time, I learn a lot, definitely. And uh, you also, also, by brainstorming, get ideas which you didn't think about and they come up just because of the conversation. So it is a learning experience for us also as well. We hope that it is for listeners. And then finally, one thing in life, learning is a lifelong journey. And one key aspect that we uh, sometimes uh, underestimate is uh, the sleep and rest. We have seen that uh, sleep and rest is super important for recovery, for your immune system, but it's actually for your brain as well, that will organize for you and keep doing association and will connect IDs like they are connecting neur neurons, but actually it's really connecting IDs. 
And so this is really important where in lifestyle, if you want to learn self-care, it's even more important because if you don't have good quality sleep, you will not learn. Things will be in your head as a temporary memory, yeah. be replaced by new knowledge or new things and you won't remember. So this is really important to realize that learning is a practice. You get better at it by practicing and in any case by letting the time it's almost like good cheese for fermentation and aging. Yeah. You have the same thing. And so this is where also learning, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say that, is not instant. I have one question about overlearning or learning uh, too many things uh, in a very short period of time, which I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of students do. Uh, like two days before the class, they try to learn the whole subject which makes their brain completely overloaded, uh, it makes them exhausted. So it's very interesting to see that information doesn't actually stick when you are overdoing it. Like in exercise, if you exercise in a gym, if you overdo it, your muscle actually gets pain um, and becomes more uh, damaged than recovered later. Exactly, and so that's why when we will talk about the techniques for learning, you will see that indeed that instant burst of uh, crazy hectic learning doesn't work. My next question is my favorite part and this is where I spent most of my childhood and uh, my focus was on this. It's about learning techniques. So what kind of techniques do you have? So I think when you <clears throat> when we were talking about life, you talk about uh, having a very... Uh, when students, they try to learn as many things possible and acquire knowledge very fast in a block time <clears throat> just before their exam. And, I mean, everybody has experienced this. Sometimes you get lucky. The day of the exam, you remember some of it, but then it completely disappears. Yes. Why? Because one of the way your brain works it will reinforce the association between information or ideas. This is happening over time, and this is called uh, space, spaced repetition, mm -hmm. meaning, let's say I want to learn Spanish. If I do one hour on verbs, of course I feel awful, it's a nightmare, yeah. because in one hour I will just realize that I know nothing. Yeah. But... This is how learning happens. When your brain is frustrated, it will try to make sense of what you just put into his box. Connect, we'll do connections. And then if you do more than 12 hours one day and then stop, if you do just one hour a day and you will space the repetition, meaning those verbs, I will uh, learn other things. Then I will come back to it, mm -hmm. maybe 30 minutes and look at what I did actually learn. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't learn, actually it's not there, I will repeat. Yeah. And then I will repeat space in time. So every other day, every week, every month. And by this, I will reinforce the association. I will connect things together and I will create cluster of information where my brain will associate. So he will enter in that context of uh, learning that language and it will help me to, and the words almost will come by themselves. There is a Latin quote 
which we always loved in high school. Uh, repetitio is mater studiorum, which means uh, repetition is the mother of learning. And it's exactly this. If you don't repeat from time to time, then the information just flies away. And very important, which is not in your sentence, but again, space or time, meaning that repetition is not one day. Yeah. Repetition is over time and the frequency matters. So you need to find when you really want to learn something to think about how much time you can dedicate to it with your full attention and what would be your frequency. Mm -hmm. So set a frequency. Learning is an activity. You need to have that time dedicated and then a frequency. Uh, another very important technique is questioning. Mm -hmm. So it is very useful when you want to learn something to question yourself. Then you will realize that maybe you only partially understood something or learned things that the way you got it, whether you got in a book or after a lecture, and by questioning you will realize, oh, actually I don't know. Yeah. And this is very important because it will help, again, your brain to connect ideas together. So when you want to learn something, the more you can associate to things that you already know, mm -hmm. the more chance you will anchor it, you will connect it, and again, this is where you start to have ideas that are connected together, you will reinforce your knowledge, mm -hmm. and uh, you will better learn. Okay, and next one? What Simple techniques, so in the previous podcast we talked about mind mapping, oh, yes. and I repeat three keywords, visualize, clarify, simplify. Mm -hmm. I think I should do a book on those three words. <laughs> I think this is really important. So visualize, especially for some people that have visual memory, but also visualize is in the sense that you understand the meaning. Uh, I will understand the meaning of a, a, a sentence without having to recall perfectly that sentence. Yeah. So I make a difference between I am an actor I need to learn a sentence, but sometimes I don't even make sense out of it. No. I can learn to say a Spanish uh, or Japanese sentence without understanding the meaning. Here I'm talking about when you visualize is that maybe I won't recall the perfect sentence, but I know the meaning of it. Mm. Clarify, meaning that's the questioning part where you want to use questioning to make sure that you did indeed understand and not just go on surface and think you understand. Yeah. And finally, summarize or simplify where I'm able to extract, to connect and to make sense and to in a way reframe in my personal uh, vision and to make something out of the knowledge. So let's say you teach about some kind of tradition uh, about the Croatian life. Yeah. and I reconnect to something that's happening in France or in the place I live, and then by that connection, I will understand the meaning of that ritual or that Because place. you make it relatable to your experience, which makes a lot of sense. I relate, and also uh, I understand that what you do is not that strange, yeah. and it's actually, we do something very similar. Yeah. And we come to one thing very important technique for learning, which is reframing. Mm -hmm. And it is any time you have to explain something. So I have certain knowledge in project management. Now I'm talking about chefs. So I need to be able to reframe my knowledge to make it easy for them to understand. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the work 
of a good investigator, of a good scientific journalist, mm -hmm. where he is the person that is able to take scientific knowledge, which is hard to dig in, and make it simple for you, yeah. so that you are able to grasp without understanding everything, but it makes sense for you. And hopefully it will uh, drive your curiosity. So yeah. it's very powerful also, as soon as you have a knowledge, you know really that you got it, as soon as you start to be able to explain it to someone that doesn't know it. Mm -hmm. There is something about, I think, uh, psychologists that why I explain that you start to master uh, anything as soon as you are able to explain it to a seven-year-old kid. <laughs> yes. And I think that makes a lot of sense in the sense that, yes, you have to reframe and you have to be able to get the most important fi uh, elements or ideas and structure them in a way that it makes sense for someone that has no clue about the topic initially. And then... Another technique very important, and that's really something we do, is to use or to apply mm -hmm. and repeat. So that repetition, if you force it, doesn't work. If you have in life, so you want to learn French, go free a month over there. Yeah. You go in a bakery, you have to order a croissant. Uh, if you don't fail, you don't eat. So you have a strict, very simple motivation. Yeah. And you can repeat that every day until it works. <laughs> and the brain likes to do this. It will be better at it. And it's very hard. And language is a good example for this. If I want to learn Russian, let, let's say, but I have no interaction to, with Russian people, I don't travel over there, or in my work, I have nowhere that I will encounter it very hardly I will manage to learn. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to learn Spanish. Let's say I live in Spain, then I will get it. Yeah, so automatically. That application of your knowledge is very important to reinforce the association and then repetition. And the more natural is the repetition. So when we talked about the space repetition, the better is if in life it comes without you really thinking about it. Yeah. With no effort. So it's not in your agenda, it's just there. So I'm in Paris, and now I need to buy a ticket of train, and of course the person doesn't speak uh, anything that, but French. Okay, I need to figure out, and I will get better at it. But it does come natural to us. I mean, when you see uh, humans, when you see babies, this is how they learn. They are put in an environment where everybody speaks, and this is how they learn the language, and they learn how to behave just by being in the environment and trying to figure it out solve problems in exactly. a subconscious so, level. Immersion is a very powerful way to apply your knowledge and reinforce your knowledge. So immersion is a very powerful tool for this. That's why sometimes you want to learn a job, get internship and work. This is the best way to yeah. buy immersion. You want to learn a language, go in that country or find uh, someone, uh, native speakers. And the ultimate technique that I want to talk about, because for me it's a very important one, is teaching. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we do. And honestly, for me, I have a cycle or loop, if you will, between learning and teaching. And all my life it has been like this. So if I need to teach something, I need to do more research. I need to dig in. I need to be able to reframe, to explain, to have case study, to have example. And then as soon as I will teach, by the interaction, by that moment, I will learn even more. And so this is something where my interest 
my selfish interest, I would say, in teaching was mm -hmm. that it's the best way for me to learn. Teaching uh, sounds like a win-win situation, practically. You help somebody else, but also you help yourself in reinforcing that knowledge. So I want to connect also teaching and applying, like you mentioned, as a technique. So how much do you think it's important to apply and in what way can you apply uh, when you're learning something? So let's take the example where you have no other choice. If I want to learn how to ride a bike, Okay. I have to apply. Yeah. I have to go on the bike and ride. It's not enough to read the book about exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. So, and it won't help me to see people enjoying themselves uh, riding a bike yeah. to know how to ride a bike. So for this, it's like playing guitar. You need to do it. So, and we have the strong belief that it's the same for cooking. That's why we do a lot of hands-on mm -hmm. because we believe that on cooking, you cannot learn online. You have to learn hands-on by yes. doing it. And by failing at it sometimes, it's like if I want to learn to cycle again, yes, I will fall very uh, logically. It's all fine as soon as I can stand up, start again until I'm mastering it. So here, there are really things and mostly about we, when we think about craft, these are skills that you will only learn by hands-on, practice, fail and experiment. Mm -hmm. So we can see that you mentioned before struggle and now you're mentioning uh, failing. So that kind of, let's call it negative side, uh, is actually very positive at the same time. So the negative feed loop is how you learn. So yes, it is very positive and it's a constructive. Let's more than positive, That's it's constructive. And what uh, here, what's important to understand is that's exactly where in learning there is a phase where you put your new knowledge to the test. Mm -hmm. So you read a book, you see things on Instagram about plating, food styling. You are passionate about it. Yeah. Until you put that knowledge into the test, you take a plate, you take a sauce, and you make a squirrel or whatever with it, then you don't know. And that's great. And so there are some um, craft where it's very clear that you will never play music if you don't use an instrument and uh, knowledge or reading book is not enough. So you have to put it into the test. You have to practice, experiment, make mistakes and things. But I would uh, take the risk to think and to say that it's the same for everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's why when we are talking about visualization, immersion, I think it's really so. One of the problem would be if you learn on paper only a theory of something, you will never have the practicality of it. Yeah. I will take an example about entrepreneurship. And in the case of John Fisher that I was explaining, this is a good example where you can read a business book and you will learn about the state of the art and the actual theory about managing a business until yourself you experiment them, you will not know. Yeah. So a very simple example, when we were talking about becoming a chef, I think becoming a chef, you need to be working as a cook and then as a sous chef and then becoming a chef. It's by practice. Honestly, project management is the same. I remember very well when I used to work in that field constantly where we would say, until you finish, you ship a project, you are not a project manager. Mm -hmm. You are learning and you are 
becoming by apprentice uh, to become a project manager. You need to close something. So if you want to become a singer, you need to sing a song. If you want to be an author, write a book. The fact that it's published or not doesn't matter, but start a book, do it, finish the book. Then you are an offer. Now, it doesn't mean that you are a good offer. Yeah. This is uh, aspect to judgment or whatever, but at least you did it. You did the full cycle. So when we talk about this, why this is so important? Because, and we talked about the feedback loop. So let's say, I want to cook something, I want to make a plant-based menu, that's my goal, uh, and then I need to put it into practice, so I do it, and the result, maybe I will be a bit frustrated. It's the first round, it's not that great, I actually didn't cook well, I put things together, my sauce curl, my plating is horrible, okay. So that's the first feedback loop where I say, okay, now I need to improve, there are things that I thought were simple. I watched that video, but actually it's not working. Yeah. They didn't tell me uh, to be careful about the temperature, to not mix a coal uh, things with hot elements, otherwise it would curl. There are a lot of aspects of technical things that even if you watch a demo, even if you watch online, you will not get it. Yeah. So practice is the way to get that feedback loop. Okay. I'm missing something, I need whether to do some research, I need to practice more, I need to fix it. That's the very first stage of learning. Now there is one which is even more important, and for me this is the real challenge of learning. It's where, based on the results, you allow yourself and you have the courage to face that you were wrong. Uh -huh. So it's where... Which is not easy. Yes, where you really reframe and first you say, oh, my assumptions were wrong. Mm -hmm. I thought it would go great. It's not. So there is something wrong, not only on the way I did it, but in my previous assumption. Mm -hmm. And it can go more than this in your belief and your belief system. Mm -hmm. So science is a very good example for this. Science is not there to please you. It's not there to valid validate your belief system. Yeah is there to confront you to the reality, to the fact, to the evidence. And so you may, and at some point in history, human, for whatever reason, fought for a very good uh, impression that the earth was flat. Well, but then still today, but yes. But science explain and show very <laughs> simply, and that's a fact and an evidence that you cannot even uh, deny, that yeah. the earth is not flat. Yeah. So they had to go against their beliefs very powerful in learning and that's where you really know that you are learning and uh, this is the ultimate way for me is where you go to the stage where you reframe your original initial in assumptions that's one but you can go all also in some cases to change your belief system certain of belief and you realize oh that was a belief this is not a fact and this is, there is a difference. And one key aspect of this in science is that correlation is not reason, correlation is not causality, mm -hmm. and sometimes science shows up results that we were not expecting. Yeah. And if we really want to learn something, we have to accept, okay, I didn't know, and now what the results show me is that there is something wrong in what I believe is true. Yeah, so you have to be more objective about it.
And you have to be able to say, okay, I need to change my belief.